0: It is the word of Landru. Joy to you, friends, and thanks for joining us here in Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated show to the original series. My name is Drew, or Landru, and this is my co-host Mike from Commentary Trek Stars. Hey, Mike. Hey. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Today, we're recording the penultimate episode of Standard Orbit 1.0. Yes. And, and what better way to celebrate our penultimatuity than by doing a list. Because that's our thing. Yeah, this is the the ultimate list. Yes, this is the the be all end all list, the final list mm-hmm. of standard
1: orbit. It is a list one point It is a list of uh, the our our ten favorite or the ten best. It's just a top ten. We'll just call it the top ten. The top ten. Of however, them. however you want to interpret that. Um, Not
0: you, the listener. I'm talking about the listener. However, the listener wants to interpret it. Sure, it's, it's up to them,
1: and it's of all of of TOS, including the animated series, including the movie movies, including the JJ verse movies, the 110 episodes. Yeah, appropriately that, that make up the canon,
0: the actual canon. Yes, though I did only pull from the standard orbit canon. I'm not sure if I did or not. Honestly, <laughs> I would assume sure I did, did, but I'm not positive. Yeah, I actually went to our standard orbit cannon list and pulled literally pulled from there.
1: Interesting, interesting. So we're All just right. going to
0: start at ten,
1: yeah. We'll, our way we'll down, start at ten, and yeah, see what happens.
0: All right. Uh, I think my number ten is going to be higher on the list on your list, but I'll go ahead and start. My number
1: ten is arena, that is higher on my list. All right. Well, my number So what's 10, your number 10? My number 10 is Yesteryear. Excellent. Uh, top 10? Yes. Oh, wow. See, there's this weird um, perception, I think, that people have of me, and uh, that I don't like the animated series. No, no,
0: I don't think that's the perception. I think they think you hate the third season.
1: Oh, there's that too. Yes. Yes. I hate the third season. That's that there is that perception as well. But there's also a perception that I I don't like the animated series. And I'm assuming that the reason why people have that perception is because I'm um, repeatedly talking about literally said how that. bad it is. But <laughs> that's not to suggest that I hate it. I actually like it quite a bit. Um, because ...of what it is and how it exists and all this stuff and everything about it. And really the only thing which I don't like about it is the writing. And I love Yesteryear because it is such a fantastic script. And it's an animated series episode. So it has everything that I love about the animated series as well as an amazing script... And because of that, I can show Yesteryear to people and be like, look at what the animated series was. And they could have been. No, it was. It was. It was this thing. It was amazing. And here's also a a really, really, really good story in this style. So, yes, I love Yesteryear. I think it's great. I think it offers a lot of interesting stuff in terms of Spock's backstory. I think we've discovered that it uh, may not work tremendously well in terms of the time travel, whatever, but that's okay. Yeah. It's pretty good still.
0: All right. Wow, yesteryear. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so my number nine Mm -hmm. is iMud. Okay. I, I didn't put it as high as I expected. Yeah. I think that's because of... Our show. I think that the discussion about all the its importance TOS's importance, you know, to television and to science fiction and to Star Trek, I think, bumped uh iMud down, but not off the top ten list, because it's just so so ridiculous that I can't not love it. It's sexist, yes, very much so. Uh, would I show it to someone as this is what the original series was about? No, no, I would not do that. But uh, I'mud. I I think it's it's very entertaining, and and I'd love I love watching it. I'mud. You heart.
1: I'mud. I heart. I'mud. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, my number nine is a muck time. Hmm. Good choice. I, for some reason, it did not make my top ten. Okay, fair enough. Um, Yeah, in addition to, obviously, you know, probably providing more information about uh, Vulcan culture than, like, anything, at least in the original series, for sure. um, it, It has so many things in it which are just so iconic and cool, and it's a lot of fun to watch, and it's sort of, like, burned into my brain because for about a year there whenever my wife was going to sleep this is what she would turn on in the background to you know fall asleep to or whatever so i just i just yeah know to every that. frame of this thing and i love it you know it's great this is where the 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 fight music came from and all that stuff, you know, and all those jokes, which are in pop culture from that 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 fight, and it's it's a great fight, and it's a great episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of disappointed I didn't
0: put it on my list, but I've got a lot of things to make up for it next, including time. my number eight, which is Star Trek for the Voyage Home.
1: I have that higher on my list. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'll. So what's your number eight? My number eight is Mirror Mirror. Ooh, also a good choice that I don't have on my list. Yeah, I think like in terms of just straight up original series episodes, like those 80 from the original run, um, when I was growing up, this was my favorite. And I think the reason was because it was, you know, kind of... uh, a, a weird take on a familiar thing, and you know, I mean, we've talked about this in regards to the mirror universe, and and I know that you're not a huge fan of it in general, and I am, and and I think you know one of the reasons why I I like it so much is because it by by showing the familiar in a different light, it accentuates what it is that makes the familiar what it is. Mm-hmm. And that I think is really sort of beneficial from sort of a uh, analytical standpoint, and I also think it's a really cool story and it's cool to see Evil Kirk and evil you know Spock and all that stuff and uh yeah it's it's also a great story, and I think it has a great message and 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 yeah it's a very strong episode if I remember correctly,
0: my problems with it were all related to the logistics of a mirror universe, but the episode itself is there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, okay. what's your number seven? My number seven is... You know what? Is... Before you do that, just for continuity's sake, let's do my number seven. Which okay. is uh, The Voyage Home. Oh, okay. Yeah, see? <laughs> so, um, The Voyage Home. Uh, I'm kind of surprised it made it this high on my list. I mean, I guess in a lot of ways, this was, you know, sort of like the first episode that I loved... You know it it was uh, when when I watched all five you know in over the span of two days, this is the one that really stood out to me as being mm-hmm. like That's this is the one where I'm like i'm gonna buy this, I'm gonna go to Musicland and buy this on videotape and uh it's it is a lot of fun, and it's Star Trek in its message, even if it's not really Star Trek in its uh um sort of form and it's it's a pretty solid uh story all things considered uh which is weird cuz it's like the popular one but not really the fan one but some fans love it and some fans hate it and you know i love it and apparently you do too i do i do love star trek 4 uh it's i think it's the one i watched
0: most often as a kid cuz there's really except for like double dumbass on you there's really you know nothing inappropriate for kids um and i never thought of it as like the 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 you know one with the environmental message or the one where they save the whales for me it was just the fun one it was just the 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 one with the the 80s jokes that i'm only now getting and uh there's just there's still stuff i'm discovering about about star trek 4 and it's just the most quotable one you know hello computer and you know not now madeline and other things not from that scene <laughs> like the nuclear vessels like stuff. nuclear vessels uh
1: the that's the beauty of it they will be again
0: And weren't those the guests from doctor
1: McCoy? <laughs> that bothered me when it, the first time i saw it and it, it has ever since and it makes absolutely no sense to me i don't right. know his logic theoretically they're the sound. same
0: glasses and they are eternal because he had old glasses that he gave to a guy that theoretically Bones bought those same glasses from that guy's descendant and gave it to Kirk, who in the future gave it back to him. Spock should have
1: called him out on that right there. That's that's a load of crap right there. (laughs) Double dumbass on Kirk for that logic (laughs) there. Um, But yeah, no, I I mean, I, I agree with it being just the fun one. You know, I mean, it does what, you know, all good science fiction does with its, you know, themes and messages and stuff and that it says you know hey here's a cool story and it's not until you stop to think about it that you realize that it's trying to teach you something too
0: yeah as as obvious as the one with the whales should be Mm -hmm. it's not as obvious as
1: it could be it's pretty freaking obvious though when you think about but it. But now.
0: now that I think about it, I'm I'm now thinking of the scene of actual whales getting actually murdered. Yeah. 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 Never mind. I mean not never mind that it's a good movie and I have it on my number eight, but Never mind that it's not obvious. Right. Yeah. But it, it and again, it's it's not a lot of like the bottom half of my list seem are episodes where it's like for the most part, not necessarily something you want to show somebody like, this is what Star Trek is. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's just, it's, this is a cool bonus for liking Star Trek. Here, have this fun movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So then what's your number seven?
0: So my number seven is Balance of Terror, which goes against everything that I just said about the bottom half of my list. But Balance of Terror is good Star Trek. And I, wanted to put balance of tear in my top ten, so I, I the hole was in spot number seven, so that's where I put it. Uh it's just cool submarine warfare, obviously just a script from a, you know, submarine movie that they find and replaced with space stuff. But it's just such a good submarine movie that you you
1: have to like it. You have to watch it and it's incredible. Yeah, and it also has that, you know, political whatever societal message of you know not uh judging people by how they look and Mm -hmm. you know taking people for who they are and you know that sort of you know about like i went out of racism on my bridge and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah and you know i mean dealing with at the time you know the communist threat and all that stuff and i mean it's something that is still applicable today sadly um, so yeah, uh, it's definitely a really good episode. I agree. Good. Not enough to put it on my list though, but yeah. Oh, well, well, fine. <laughs> so your number six. Yeah. My number six is one that was earlier on your list and that's arena. Okay. Yeah. Um, arena. I mean, I think um, if, if people have been listening to this show, they probably know my love for arena it's the it, Citizen Kane of Star Trek. Yeah, I, I, I think that that was a, a a mistake on my part. It's not the Citizen Kane of Star Trek. It's more, uh, maybe maybe the Casablanca of Star Trek. You okay,
0: know? I'll give that to you.
1: But it's what what it is is it's um, quintessential Star Trek. Mm-hmm. There we go. It's the Double Indemnity of Star Trek. No, that was something else. I'm pretty sure even if I, I tried to make it something or, else, it should have been Arena. Maybe it was Arena, and I just called the episode that. But we have an episode called The Indevil Indemnity of Star Trek. Do we? Okay. Well, that's good. Um, but yeah, it's it's quintessential Trek. You know, it, it really is uh, sort of everything that you would expect to find in an original series episode. There's the space battle. There's the ground battle with the alien there's the moral tale. There's Kirk being a total badass. There's the godlike being, who comes in at the end. I mean, it's got it all, and the Gorn. I mean, come on, and the Vasquez rocks. I mean, what more could you want? Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing more that you could want.
0: Arena is is a lot of uh, again a lot of fun, but it's also got a good message, and it's got sure, it's got the cheesy alien and the cheesy fight scenes but that's that's star trek i'm sorry that's the original series oh yeah and no no
1: i'm not gonna apologize for it that's star trek yeah it is what it deal is deal with it yeah deal with it sorry if it's too awesome for you
0: <laughs> yes you you did call arena the double indemnity of star trek all right i'm glad i'm glad because it is I should call this episode the Casablanca of Star Trek anyway. I just have three episodes titled what you think arena is. All right, do that. Do uh, that. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so my number six is a piece of the action. Okay. Again, not something you're like, look, this is the original series. But again, it's fun. I like Star Trek for fun. And that's i'm sure people have realized that uh i i appreciate the deep in-depth stuff but i i watch it to be entertained and a piece of the action is super entertaining it's my dad's favorite episode uh it's got you know kirk and spock and fedoras which is cool mm-hmm. and uh it's got gangsters it's got fizzbin it's it's just a whole lot of fun and i had to put it in the middle of my list uh before we get to the the actual like really 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 good episodes but i had to have it up there
1: yeah it, it definitely is a really solid episode and i've come to appreciate it a lot more over the years it's one of those episodes where i saw it late in my in my star trek fandom relatively speaking like a couple of years in and because of that i think that kind of uh skewed my perception of it in in a certain way because it's, um, I don't know, you know, like, it, it's not like, like, some of these other episodes where it's sort of like ingrained in your, your psyche, you know, from the from the get go. And then, you know, you sort of like feel that as as part of the series, like, I saw it once a couple years in, and then I didn't see it again for a while. And I think because of that, it never really, you know, latched on to my brain. Mm-hmm. Like it like it should have, like like a seti alpha eel or anything like that. <laughs> you know. But it's a good episode, for sure. Yeah. All right. What's your number five? My number five is The Trouble with Dribbles. I have that higher. I figured. <laughs> What's your number five? So my number five is The
0: Devil in the Dark, which you don't have on your list at all. No, I don't. Because you don't like Devil in the Dark. It's fine. I love Devil in the Dark. And okay. I put it on the list just to frustrate you. No, I right. I put it on the list because I like the Devil in the Dark. I yes. I've always liked it. The the uh you know, you've got a strange creature, you think it's one of those uh, you know, lost in space kind of oh no, there's a bad thing and it's, you know, eating people. We need to kill it. And then it turns out that, you know, it has a it has a conscious, it has a soul, it has you know, the ability to communicate, the ability to to love and to care for its offspring, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it, uh, it it teaches you in the extreme way that deep down inside, even if you're a carbon-based life form, we're all the same. And, you know, we need to look past our prejudices and, and our initial assumptions about things or people
1: and, and to get at the heart of the matter. Yeah, it it's it's a cool message. It's interesting that they pretty much ignore it for the rest of, of Star Trek. Well <laughs> Um but I, I do think that it's solid. It's definitely, you know, one of the, the cooler things um in terms of, you know, the conceptually in, in Star Trek and uh I, I do I do think that it's solid in that aspect. It's just the execution which doesn't necessarily work for me as well as it should but I wouldn't call it a bad episode I don't think all
0: right yeah. fair enough
1: mm-hmm all right so you're number four number four number four man we're just barreling through these this is we? fantastic yeah we got, we got to be careful not to make this episode too short though right yeah, yeah okay <laughs> My number 4 is easily going to be the most controversial choice on either of our lists I would imagine and it's easily going to be the one that I take the most crap for um and to that I say bring it and that is into darkness whoa all right bring it yeah i <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect that yeah. OK. Well, I mean, here's the thing, which I haven't tried to make a secret of or anything like that. But um, I'm I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Right. I'm a much bigger movie fan. Right. And J.J. Abrams is the bomb, you know, when it comes to making movies. I think that he is, you know, I, I've said this on numerous occasions, but, you know, what, what I like and what he like are on like the exact same wavelength, you know? And I've, I've loved all of his movies aside from super eight. And even that one wasn't bad. I've loved, you know, his TV shows and everything like that. And, uh, even, you know, a lesser star Trek movie by JJ Abrams is still going to be freaking awesome. And I think a lot of it has to do, uh, with the stylistic elements you know, I'm a, a big fan of, uh, you know, big blockbuster sci-fi extravaganzas, and this certainly qualifies as that. And I think that um, people tend to overlook um, the thematic elements which are present, which I think are very important, and I think it has something um, very interesting to say about today's society. And um, I think that it's a pretty awesome story. Is it a perfect story? No. Um, but I still think that it's pretty great. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I a uh, lots of times I think about like w- what would my 13-year-old self think of seeing <laughs> these later Star Trek things, g- stacking them up to the stuff that I loved back when I was, you know, 13. And I think my 13-year-old self would think that Star Trek into Darkness was amazing. And I know that there are people who are probably thinking like, well, you're not 13 anymore. Maybe you shouldn't try to think like a 13-year-old. <laughs> and I can totally uh see that as well. But I think my point here is that, you know, I'm I'm looking at things, trying to put things on an even on an even level, an even playing field and i've got to say that you know into darkness is pretty freaking awesome so yeah i like into darkness i i wasn't
0: going to put it in my top 10 uh i've not seen it in a while so uh, uh a lot of the my recent thoughts on it have been uh based on the articles recently of all of the writers apologizing for it
1: yeah which is not an accurate portrayal of Events, you know, <laughs> right? I,
0: <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I mean, I have not read these articles. I just know that the writers are out there saying eh, we could have done
1: some things better. Here, Which... Here's here's the thing about those articles, right? Um, Damon Lindelof. Here's the headline: Damon Lindelof says keeping Khan a secret was a mistake. Yes, that. And was then the you headline. read the article, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, keeping Khan a, a secret was a mistake." and it's like part of like a much bigger thing you mm-hmm. know or like what was the thing that, that jj said like he went into star trek into darkness w- while still having some uh major issues with the plot or something it's like okay, everybody does everybody yeah. starts a movie and then rewrites it on the
0: fly right and he's like i learned not to do that anymore okay kind of like kind of like how people interpreted that uh Hobbit bonus feature saying, you know, like, oh, you know, Peter Jackson admitted that he was making it all up as he went along, and that's why it's so bad. And I'm like, yeah. no, that just means the fact that it didn't like murder your children as they slept
1: means that he's an incredible director. The fact that he could do all of this on the fly. Yeah, I like I read that and then I watched the video and I'm like, this is still basically just a fluff piece. This is still, I mean, there's some crazy stuff in there and I would recommend seeing watching that video if you haven't seen it. But it's like, he's basically saying like, I was just, you know, trying to do this on the fly. And then I got to a point where I'm like, I can't do this on the fly. So then we took a break. Right. Okay. But
0: everybody was just like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. Oh, Peter Jackson admits defeat. No, he admitted that he needed more time.
1: It's like he's not saying, like, I made the worst movie ever and here's why. I'm sorry that my movie's so terrible. He's just like, I ran into a problem and then I took a break, regrouped, and then I made this thing.
0: Him winging it is better than some people's, you know, 20-year passion projects.
1: Yeah, well, that's,
0: Well, I mean, it's if possible. you count, like, Fateful Findings as someone's passion project. Fateful Findings? It's the new good-bad movie that everyone has to see. It's on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Oh, okay. All right. If I'll you like bad movies, do that. All right. I usually don't like bad movies, but I'll check well, out it out. Well then don't do this. All right. I won't, then. Good. <laughs> anyway, Into Darkness. Yeah, that's a good one. You movie. wanted more filler. Here we go. All right into darkness i enjoy it i'm not gonna say that it's great Mm -hmm. i'm i'm i'll I'll admit that it's good it's better than uh, it's better than a lot of people give it credit for yeah but uh, i wouldn't put it in my top 10 i wouldn't show it to somebody and say this is what star trek's about but that's not what this list is about but it's just uh it's it's fun i I do want to watch it again and i
1: probably will soon. Yeah, it's weird because like I've seen Star Trek O Nine so much, you know, before Into Darkness came out that, like, I was doing a a rewatch of the two of those for commentary Trek stars right here on Trek FM, because for our final season we have been, we're we're, we're devoting the entire season exclusively to talking about the work of people who are working on star Trek beyond. Right. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's a lot of crossover there with the last two movies. So I'm like, okay, we're going to be talking about the last two movies, a whole bunch over the course of this season. So I, I'm going to just sit down and watch the two of them together. And, you know, that way, you know, before we jump into all of this, just so that, you know, I I know what, what's coming or whatever, what they've done. And, you know, I Star Trek oh nine. It's like wow, this is great, you know, whatever. But then with I found myself like looking forward to Into Darkness more, because I'm not as familiar with it, you know, on a beat for beat, you know, level. And and it's it's kind of more exciting to watch in a sense, because it's fresh and new,
0: right? Years, right? In,
1: you know, so I can see yeah. that. But I yeah, but that doesn't have much to do with the quality. But it's still a lot of fun to watch. So It yeah. is a lot of fun
0: to watch. I will admit that.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So so, so
1: we're on to my well, number your four. number four.
0: Yes. My number four is the Corbomite Maneuver. Okay. The first proper episode of Star Trek. That was filmed. That was filmed, but not the first episode that was aired. Why the Man Trap? Why? Uh, I think it had to do with uh, when the effects I, were done. I know why. Okay. I did this podcast. I learned why.
1: All right, cool, cool. We've done this podcast. I just, I just wasn't sure episodes. if you had listened to the show, you know? I, I just wasn't sure. <laughs> I don't listen to the show. It's it's kind of hard to edit, but I yeah, i, I, I do I usually don't listen to the show either, to be honest with you.
0: Well, but I, I hear
1: it when we record it, so, you know. Right. You have like good memories. There's times... You know, the, 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 the only time that I really listen to the show is when I think I may have said something questionable and I want to hear, like I was just watching, I I just watched, I just went to see this movie Spotlight, okay, Mm -hmm. which I highly recommend. It's going to be nominated for Best Picture and everything like that. It's amazing. It's about the team uh, at the Boston Globe, the investigative journalists who uncovered the uh, scandal of the, the child molestation in the Catholic Church among, you know, priests and whatnot, right? Oh. Yeah, it's happy fun times. Okay. But it's it's really good. You know, I mean it's it's really interesting, you know, just to see these people, you know, like figuring it out, figuring putting the pieces together, and especially now that everyone's aware of, you know, whatever. Anyway, um but there's this whole thing where they spend the entire movie investigating and you know trying to gather up enough evidence to say like okay, we can drop this now, right? And they're like, "Okay, we're going to press Is this spoiling the movie? I mean, everyone knows they went to press, right? Okay. So, yeah, you know that they published the article because... I don't
0: think you could spoil biopics?
1: (laughs) So, anyway, but there's this moment where... And it's not even, like, stated. It's just, like, it goes to press, and then they have, like, a shot of, like, the city, Boston, you know? Just, like, the morning when this thing is going to drop. And, you know, because the big question throughout the whole thing is, like, what's the public's reaction to this going to be? you know what mm-hmm. exactly is going to happen and when i saw that shot i'm like i i know that feeling not
0: on that <laughs> big of a scale
1: by any stretch of the imagination but surely like the idea of like you hit publish and it's like okay that thing that i said last week to mm-hmm. one other guy um is now <laughs> available for anyone who wants to listen to it i really hope i didn't say anything stupid yeah you know i could see so, that Whenever I'm worried about that, I'll I'll listen. If if I'm if I'm worried about having said something stupid, insert shot of the internet. Yes, <laughs> but otherwise, um, I I usually don't have time. I'm sorry because I'm preparing for next week. I'm making lists or whatnot. Yeah. Now now I'll listen once we we stop recording our, ourselves. Yes, I'll listen. We'll listen to standard with orbit. episode one eleven. <laughs> Corbinite maneuver. Yes, sorry. What was that about? Oh yeah, it it that's why. Yes, yes. It was about so, yeah. not listening to the show.
0: <laughs> of Might maneuver. Uh, I think that of Might maneuver is a good introduction to Star Trek. I, I feel like um, it's got the character beats. Everybody's coming out of the gate swinging. Uh, it's got not really racism, but like fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm cuz Cause, cuz cause, uh, one guy starts flipping out like oh god they're just trying to drive us crazy and you know kirk's like you need to calm down you need to be cool and the guy calms down and is cool and then it turns out that it was all for naught there's a lot of it could be sped up a bit like it could use some creative editing a little less of the block spinning uh the the you know rubik's cube spinning uh, but I really enjoy it, and I'm going to continue to say it's one of my favorite episodes, which is why I put it way up high on this list.
1: Well, it goes along with uh, things like Arena and Balance of Terror as being that quintessential Trek that we were talking Mm -hmm. about, you know? It was maybe the first example of that. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really solid. I agree with you that it would have made a really good first episode. Like, if you're not going to do The Cage or Where No Man Has Gone Before this would have made a really good first episode and it is kind of disappointing that it's not right. Oh, well. All All right. right. So your number three, my number three is is the the wrath of Khan. I have it higher. I figured what's your
0: number three. My number three is the city on the edge of forever. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, after watching it again with you last episode, uh, well, I agree we we agreed that it wasn't uh, uh I mentioned I compared it to Doctor Who and stuff that it's not something you'd show to people. I don't know why I keep dwelling on this. I'm sorry, but that's <laughs> okay, yeah, but it's so good that I had to put it in my top three of just my favorites. It's just so good. I enjoy watching it every time I watch it uh. Sure, it's got, uh, you know, it's sped up. You know, the the whole love story thing doesn't really f- hold up. I I see what you mean there, but just the just the plot and the way that it works and the way that it's acted, and the way that it's shot and the way that it ends, it's perfect and I love it.
1: You know, it's interesting because uh, it may have made my list had we not recorded that episode. Last week, but in rewatching it, I was like, ah, uh, I mean, yes, it's very solid for sure, but is it top ten? Nah, I don't think it is really. Hmm. You know, maybe it was just sort of that whole thing where we were talking about the perception of it being the best, mm-hmm. and it really is not the best, best, and maybe that sort of skewed my opinion of it a little bit. But I still think that it is really good to be sure. All right. So, I guess we're at number two, right? Right. All right. Well, my number two, which I'm guessing may be higher on your list, is, or maybe is number two on your list, is the Undiscovered Country. No, I'm afraid, I'm afraid Undiscovered Country didn't make the top 10. Well, then, I just don't know. I don't even know why we're doing this podcast. Why are we doing this podcast? I I wish you would have told me this 109 episodes ago, (laughs) and when you asked me whether or not I wanted to do a Star Trek (laughs) original series podcast with you, because I, I would have said no. I'm sorry. I thought about it,
0: and I wanted to put more episodes on there.
1: Okay. All right.
0: There's no rhyme or logic to my list. There's just... No. Clearly
1: um logic star trek... is out the window <laughs> star trek 6 the undiscovered country is freaking amazing um it, it has such a uh solid uh writing and directing sort of tandem i mean i think it's the best written episode of of the original series for sure and the the direction is so economical and precise and awesome and cool and uh i think it's really the finale that the original series always deserved but never got mm-hmm. it's and, great and i i mean i love it too i just
0: you know if i make it if you ask me to do a top 10 list next week it's going to have
1: completely different episodes on it okay but if we ask you to do a top four movie list is it going to be on there yeah okay after the voyage home
0: yeah 246.
1: Crazy. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. No, I mean, you know, I mean whatever. I mean, I have into darkness on my list, so you know, who yeah. am I to judge? Exactly. Don't
0: throw stones.
1: Yeah. You and you and your transparent aluminum house. <laughs> you can throw stones if you have a transparent aluminum house, right? That's yeah, probably. Yeah. I imagine that's that's part of it.
0: <laughs> okay, so my number two, which was yours earlier, I forget my which. Th- my
1: number three, probably, I'm
0: guessing. Trouble with Tribbles. Oh, number number seven. That's six, what I was going to say. Five, six, six. Six, six. Five. 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 And so do you. <laughs> No. Good reference. Star Trek uh, yes. 4. It doesn't, re- doesn't really make any sense, but you know. It makes okay. perfect sense. All
1: right. <laughs> Trouble of Tribbles. You love it. I love it. It's
0: the Trouble yeah. of Tribbles.
1: Well, I mean, we've talked about this a whole bunch, but, you know, in addition to being on the surface, like the fun, cool, crazy, fun episode of of the original series, it also sort of does all that stuff that the original series is supposed to do. It has like this cool sort of political intrigue backdrop and everything and and all that stuff is going on in it too. It just does it in a different way than uh what the original series usually does that in. And uh yeah, I mean it, it really is kinda next level. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So my number one?
0: Yeah, your number one.
1: Okay, uh, I'm sure I'm most people are pretty have guessed sure. I know what it is, and they're probably all outraged. And you know what? Yeah, bring it. You know, it's okay. The, there's <laughs> riots. It's like red. Insert hour on shot Friday. of internet. Yeah, it's, it's red hour on the internet because <laughs> 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 because I say that JJ Abrams' <clears throat> Star Trek is uh, the best uh, episode of the original series.
0: Yep. You said that. That's a thing you said. Yep, yep. I'll right say now, the same thing. I'll say I said "friend Into darkness." You know, I enjoy it. I like it. I watch it.
1: Mm-hmm. Norm and Jeff are rolling over in their graves that they're going to rise from in a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, I mean, even though they're not dead, they're still rolling over in them, right? I guess. yeah that's how bad that's how bad
0: it is you killed them enough that they died and now they're coming back again (laughs) later
1: yeah i mean hey you know it's uh it is what it is it's you know everything i ever wanted star trek to be and more maybe not more but it's everything i ever wanted star trek to be it is uh all of the greatness uh, of the, you know, content-wise, you know, uh, thematically that, that Star Trek is, but with um, modern, you know, action blockbuster mm-hmm. aesthetics. And that, to me, is awesome. It's, hmm, it's
0: kind of like your favorite, like you're, you've got your favorite band and your favorite album is their Greatest Hits album. Uh-huh. But it's a cover album and and somebody covering that band. <laughs> it's still good. The songs are still good and they're still there. And the covers are good. But it's weird for that to be your
1: favorite your band's favorite your your favorite album from that band. I mean I, I, I get what you're saying. I understand. But I'm not what disagreeing. I'm not saying you're yeah. wrong. I'm just saying it's weird. No, no, no. I, I see what you're saying and I and I know why it would be weird. You know, I can understand that. Um I I think I think my explanation for that or whatever if I have to explain myself, which I'm sure I probably do. <laughs> You've got multiple commentaries about it. Yeah, it goes back to what we were just talking about with, you know, into darkness and everything, where it's like, yeah, I'm a movie fan and this is a Freaking awesome movie, and I do tend to be, you know, visually skewed when it comes to uh, my my opinions on on movies and stuff like that. I mean, that's something that people, my friends, tend to make fun of me for, you know, and how you know I'm like all about style and not substance or whatever. And while that's obviously not true, I do think that you know this movie does have um, some amazing style in addition to some really good substance and maybe it's just because it hit me at the right time or whatever but you know i really related to the message of this film and uh it's 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 my favorite sorry not sorry
0: i'll forgive you thanks (laughs) no it's it's fine and
1: (laughs) we knew this when we when we started 109 episodes ago yeah, see? See, I was upfront about it. You were like, do you want to do this show? And I'm like, well, you should know that Star Trek 09 is my favorite episode of the original series. And then you were like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So what do you think about Star Trek 6? And you're like, oh, 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 it's so good. <laughs> These not are not actual behind-the-scenes stories. <laughs> yeah. My number one's <sighs> Wrath of Khan. Well, I guess we knew that based on process of elimination, yes. right? spoilers from a few minutes ago when i
0: said that it was higher on my list and then didn't list it as my number 2 <laughs> so that's your 3 right
1: yeah okay. yeah i mean um i think if we were to like do the math on it you know if we were to actually like break out the protractors and and the uh and the graphing calculators i think that we would find that you are probably correct in that Wrath of Khan from a technical standpoint is the best episode of the original series. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm freely willing to admit that. You know, I'm I'm coming into this with some baggage for sure. But uh yeah, I mean can't really argue with Wrath of Khan being the best.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's got drama, it's got humor, it's got it's got just enough humor to Ricardo Montalban it's got Ricardo Montalban it's got, it's got His chest. tragedy it, yes it's it's great it's fantastic and i love star trek too the wrath of khan the revenge of khan the vengeance of khan the so many titles
1: and and it does it does what uh you know we were kind of talking about star trek 09 doing and, and it also does that thing that i think is essential to moving star trek to the big screen you know which is uh for one thing taking full advantage of what the medium has to offer but also uh making it its own thing even though it is a sequel to an episode of the original mm-hmm. series um you know i remember in high school uh someone who i worked with described it as uh, I worked at a comic book store I should preface this by saying <laughs> someone described it as uh, Star Trek issue number zero and it really is it introduces everyone it tells you everything you need to know about Star Trek you you really don't need to see a single episode before you go into this and you're getting the full Trek experience um, but on the big screen and that's pretty great
0: and it's one of those things that like we learned a lot about Wrath of Khan through Tenuto and you know, did a commentary with him and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the more you learn about it, the more you appreciate it. Yeah. Which which goes with a lot of things, but I think for really for Wrath of Khan it, it doing the show has like helped solidify it for me as mm-hmm. as number one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can't argue with it. It's awesome. Awesome, yeah. That that that's it. That's it. So so for the record, do you want to give your your top ten again? Okay. In which order? Let's start at number ten. All right.
0: Number ten, Arena. Number nine, I Mud. Number eight, The Voyage Home. Number seven, Balance of Terror. Number six, A Piece of the Action. Number five, The Devil in the Dark. Number four, The Corbinite Maneuver. Number three, The City on the Edge of Forever. Number two, The Trouble with Tribbles. And number one, The Wrath of
1: Khan. And for me, it's number ten is Yesteryear. Number nine, Amok Time. Number eight, Mirror Mirror. Number seven, The Voyage Home. Number six, Arena. Number five, The Trouble with Tribbles. Number four, Into Darkness. Number three, The Wrath of Khan. Number two, The Undiscovered Country. And number one, J.J. Abrams, Star Trek. 2009.
0: The movie. Dot com. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that was it. The, the final list of Standard Orbit 1.0. The definitive mm-hmm. list. Yep. For now. Yep. For this week. Yeah. <laughs> Call us again uh, next year, and we'll give you a different list. Definitely. Well, it was fun talking about our favorite Star Treks today, but that's just one of the Trek topics we've been talking about on Trek FM this week. Here's a quick look at what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. <laughs>
1: They just happen to come at just the right time, right, or just, just the, wrong the right time. time for it to be dangerous. Like literally, like not even like that day, but like like two minutes before <laughs> this happens. Earl Gray. Well, it does all those cloak experiments. It deployed that communications array, minefield, and the
0: minefield <laughs> for exploratory purposes. <laughs> Let's not talk about the defiant because you know it's
1: just going to upset. Me.
0: To the journey. What about Tommy? Tommy is a drunk, and... (laughs) He's drunk in the ready room meeting. His head's down, and so Jamie says, Tom, anything? Just not so loud. Commentary, Trek stars. You know what? See, the thing is, now, if uh, Star Trek Beyond goes sideways in any way, you've planted that line in my brain. I'm like, I only got half a peg, (laughs) and I'm just gonna trot that out if I I don't like Star Trek Beyond. The 602 Club. I, I remember hearing... Timothy's on, even back then, reading an article that he was listening to the John Williams uh, scores in his car as he was thinking all this through and, and making sure the pacing felt like it did with the music. So maybe it had to do with the certain music he was listening to. Maybe he's listening hmm. to a New Hope score at that point. I don't know. Literary Treks. I think we
1: had between the three of us half a dozen or eight different springboards, and they were written in such a way that they could have gone to either ship and crew it was like you know the sagittarius encounters big blob in space or endeavor encounters derelict spacecraft or i mean i'm being real surface here i mean the 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 prompts we provided in the bible were probably just a couple of sentences long and it was just meant to say these are the kinds of stories we're thinking about women at warp
0: so we went in and pitched and i have to say that was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. I have scrubbed in on brain surgery. It did not frighten me as much as go as waiting outside Gene Roddenberry's office, getting ready to go in and pitch to him. Meta Trex. You're not going to see a bunch of Klingons hanging around, eating cake and and you know <laughs> laughing at uh, Well, Klingon unless too. it has unless it's a peptide cake <laughs> with mint frosting. <laughs> peptide cake, indeed, indeed. <laughs> And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. Check out these shows and get in on the daily Trek talk. You will find them on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or you can just stream from the website. Just visit trek.fm slash podcast to get all the links. If you want to contact us and share your thoughts on today's show, you can go to trek.fm slash contact. There's a form there. Choose in a Show and choose Standard Orbit. That'll come to both of us by email for now. You can also uh, use the tab in the left hand column of any page to send us a voicemail using your webcam's microphone. You can talk to us and our other listeners at our Facebook group, the Babel Conference. In social media, you'll find our Facebook page at slash Trek FM and on Twitter and username Trek FM. Mike, where
1: can people find you out of orbit? Well, you can find me right here on Trek FM, still doing commentary, Trek Stars. And you can also find me on. Twitter at mumbles3k and you can find my other show, Commentary Track Stars Babies, on commentarytrackstars.com. And
0: you can find me on Twitter at 005, d o u b l e o f i v e, and on various guest spots around the network. Before we go, we'd like to ask everyone to please support our sponsor of Spring Standard Orbit to you each week. And our sponsor for the show is Audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. Audible's the premier source for audiobooks and more than 150,000 titles to choose from, and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive and Federation,
1: Audible has something for everyone. Mike, what do you have for everyone? Well, I have a book that was written by Alan Dean Foster and narrated by Alice Eve. It's called Star Trek Into Darkness. Really? And it is the fourth best uh, episode of the original series. Okay. Here's the summary on for those it. people who may not be familiar. Um, the official tie-in novelization of the highly anticipated sequel to 2009's blockbuster feature film, Star Trek. Pioneering director J.J. Abrams has delivered an explosive action thriller that takes Star Trek into darkness. When the crew of the Enterprise is called back home, they find an unstoppable force of terror from within their organization has detonated the fleet and everything it stands for leaving our world in a state of crisis. With a personal score to settle, Captain Kirk leads a manhunt to a war zone world to capture a one-man weapon of mass destruction. As our heroes are propelled into an epic chess game of life and death, love will be challenged, friendships will be torn apart, and sacrifices must be made for the only family Kirk has left, his crew. And uh, you can get this book for free since you listen to Track FM. You know, none of that sounds accurate. And it's somewhat accurate. Well, as a
0: Trek FM listener, you can get that book or any other book for free, along with the 30-day trial, just to see how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read and that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash FM and we thank Audible for supporting Standard Orbit and Trek FM. Mike, I noticed that you have
1: a new hoodie. Where did you get such a cool hoodie? I got it from uh the Trek FM store on Redbubble. It's kind of amazing. It is a Trek FM hoodie. It's got and our I, new logo on it. It does. It's awesome. I I just ordered um a a sticker which I'm going to put on the back of my car which has the same logo on it, and I also ordered a uh maroon monster um T shirt. Yeah. The red one. Excellent. Our maroon alternate. Um if you go to the Babel conference you can see uh all of our all of our official uniforms. The home, the road, the alternates, the mirror universe alternate, the retro. <laughs> I think I think Aaron, uh, who designed the shirt was like, What are you doing? And I'm like <laughs> I'm like sports. You gotta, you gotta have like 15 different uniforms, right? He's like, but I want it to be red. So I ordered red, yeah. and you ordered red, and yeah. we should
0: probably have them by the time that this episode comes out. So maybe we'll yeah, post a we, picture. Better have
1: them, yeah, for sure. So you can get your your official maroon monster uh, uniforms on on red
0: Bubble. So, there's a super easy way to get uh, all of our t-shirts and hoodies and stickers. If you go to trackfm slash store, you'll have a link to
1: most of the items. And Then if you click on the link, it'll take you to the rest of the items. Yeah, and hey, you know what? I mean, like, they're looking for ideas, they're looking for, for things, and they want to know, like, what designs and everything people want to see. Because, you know, there's the Maroon Monsters thing, there's also the, the Ninja Cat thing, which... Didn't originate with our um, show, but a, you know, no, she, she was talking about that on her Twitter feed before our episode. But yeah, I guess more people are follow Andy on Twitter than listen to our show. <laughs> Probably. But you know, the, 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 the one that, that I'm, I'm really pushing for is the Citizen Kane of Star yes. Trek. Tell people, tell Aaron that you want a Citizen Kane of Star Trek shirt and and also now but what's just the image it came up, like it's well, it's, it, is it like I, Edith Keeler as the big background no, poster of no, Kane to, to, to me? It's it's a modified version of the artwork that that uh, Max did for commentary Trek stars 100, which was our Citizen Kane episode where it's OK, I'm not going to say what why, why it's this. For those people who haven't seen Citizen Kane, but it is a, a sled, but in the shape of a, a starship. It's a sled-shaped You spoil the movie so that's barely the, even out, which, of course, the, is based on true story, and you're afraid of spoiling Citizen the, Kane. Well, Citizen Kane is much better than Spotlight, even though Spotlight is one of the best movies of the year. But I didn't spoil it. I, I literally said like, "What? Okay, so they published the right. story, but we know they did publish the story. They won a Pulitzer for it, you know? <laughs> so but yes, but okay, so it's a it's a sled, right? Like, but it's a starship shaped like oh, a sled. I remember that. With, like the nacelles now. are like the 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 blades and then you know like the thing that you sit on is the saucer section so you have that and just have it say like the citizen cane of star trek it's like trek fm the citizen cane of podcasts or something you know i mean that's that's what i would do probably if i were making it. i would say i would have that image and then i would say trek fm the citizen cane of podcasts i think that would be if fun. you if you uh, listener
0: in the future want to buy this shirt that will certainly exist well
1: Here's here's the other one which oh, not, just came four? up after last week's thing, which I was like, "This is like super easy to do." Um, crazy bones, let's get a crazy bones shirt. Hashtag crazy. It's just bones. a picture of bones looking all crazy, right? <laughs> you know.
0: I like crazy bones. Jump through the time I'd buy thing that shirt.
1: I'd buy that shirt, but I I would buy the Citizen Kane of 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 podcast shirt first for sure. You could buy two yes. shirts at once, But even. if you would buy... Why don't you buy all buy the lip. shirts? Go to trek.fm slash store and buy all the shirts. Yeah. Buy all the shirts and tell them what you want. If you think that these ideas are stupid, tell them that, too. But tell them which ideas you want, you know, uh, us to do instead so that we can get those out there. All right. Uh...
0: We'd also like to thank Richard Rutledge Jr. and Renee Roberts for being our associate producers this week by supporting us on Patreon. You can find Richard on Twitter at RUT8972
1: and Renee at MRES underscore 1701. Oh, and, and hey, you know, like we talked about the Babel Conference earlier, you know, once you listen to this episode, which you will have done now since we're at the end of it, go to the Babel Conference and find the, the thread for this episode and tell us what your top 10. TOS oh, yeah. uh, episodes are you know we want to hear from you yes
0: definitely uh if you want to uh support us on patreon you can support the network network on patreon by going to patreon.com FM. you find a list of donation levels where you can get like exclusive digital goodies early access to episodes access to our project manager and be listed as an associate producer like renee and richard On the site, you can find out where the donations go. Things like covering the monthly cost of hosting and distribution, hiring in editors, upgrading our equipment, a bunch of cool stuff. Well, not my equipment anymore. But uh, uh, if you go to patreon.com slash trackfm, you can check all that out and, and be sure to support us. Next week, Mike. Next week. Episode 110.
1: This is the end.
0: It will be the end. Of standard over one point but it'll be it'll still be here. Your feeds won't change. You'll you'll get you'll just get new episodes with new people.
1: Yeah, it'll be kind of like uh, you know, when they s- switched uh, you know, then it became animated. Or I was going to say next generation. You know, it was bit, but but it's been more like when it became animated. Maybe it is more like next generation because it's different people. Right. 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 Okay. So it's like a next generation show, for the original series. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But be last good. episode, we'll we we'll, uh, we'll go through our little history and what we've learned.
1: Yeah, it'll be it exciting. Be.
0: And so yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to this, the penultimate episode. Have a good week and keep on trekking. It is the will of Landry. Mister Chekov, take us out of orbit ahead. Walk factor one. I said.